In the Treaty of Durham in 1136, the city of Doncaster was given to Scotland and never technically given back to England, making it an enclave and the southernmost territory of Scotland. Welcome to fucking two-thirds focus, John. Are you ready now? <laughs> Why, if you ask me that way, of course. <laughs> Excellent. I'm Rasmus. And I'm Red. And I'm back. Yay. Yep. How the fuck you been, Jan? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm not wanted for murder so far, so the business visit went good. Because they have my found Japanese body? colleague. No, I've been I've been traveling a lot. That okay. particularly, it's nothing new. But so, listen, uh, listen, the one does not exclude the other. We need more context there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, I got back from another work travel and got back to the office and basically was told when I walked in, oh, by the way, a director from Japan is visiting us. We're going to go for dinner tonight. Nice. Like me still yeah. carrying the bags, basically. And I'm like, what? No. <laughs> so that's why I didn't show up for a podcast. Oh, not just that. They surprised me with a kickoff meeting for our sales department on Friday. Yes, I was informed two days before it happens that we have a kickoff meeting where we should present our sales plan for the year. Good. Mm -hmm. Right. Good. Always, always good. Yes. Plenty of time because I'm sure you had everything ready beforehand. Yeah, I showed up with fuck nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and like at that point, I didn't care. He was looking, yeah. so Jan, did you prepare? Nope. Okay, do you have any? Nope. I just got back from a business trip. Like next next time, give me a week's heads up and we'll be yeah. fine. But nope, they were understanding. So yeah. no, it was, to be fair, the director showed up and did the sales kickoff because he was already in Germany because he went to another customer. Mm. That was the main reason for the visit. And I thought it was nice of him to invite us for dinner, but it's like... He probably knew that this trip was coming up a month in advance. Or six. Or six. It's just they yeah. didn't bother telling anyone. Mm. So, yeah, that was that. Other than that, no, doing good. You have been this developing week I was traveling film. again. I spent a fuck ton of time on the road, excuse my language, but the the farmer strikes are going on at the moment. Yeah, and every single time I'm driving to a customer, it's the the same day they're on strike. Good. So I did have. Why didn't you plan better? Yeah, exactly. Oh, because they give so much notice and before they like start it's driving Germany. on the I autobahn. Would they had to hand in a permit before the protest. No, it's like they usually give a day ahead, like in advance. Ah. And because Still, I, I think that's better because I am countries. really German and I like to plan my weeks, uh, my trips like yeah. two weeks or three weeks in advance. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it worked out. Actually, on Tuesday, I had a day off. Visited my cousin in Constance mm -hmm. to get another tattoo. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. And of course, they were also blocking the road then. So, but I uh, made obviously. it in time. Mm. Yeah. And you developed film. I did. Oh, I did. Uh, you can see that behind you. Yes. We can uh, see the evidence. Yeah. That's re ready developed and ready for scan, but scanning will take a shit ton of time and I just don't feel like it today. Nah. Yeah. But yeah, I've been uh, developing a ton of film and I've been also uh, scanning a lot of film lately. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to get the backlog done, getting everything cleaned up. I want to go back into the workshop. 
what is actually helping is my dad contacted me and he bought himself an old uh, carpenter's workbench mm -hmm. and he's restoring it. So he removed all the old paint because the old guy decided to like paint it in a green color, like the typical German workshop green that they yeah. have, like paint everything in like the 1780s. Yeah. And so he got rid of all that. It's pretty nice wood, but he has to recut some of it to make it fit. Okay. And he asked me if I have a bandsaw. And of course I have a bandsaw because I buy every tool under the sun. <laughs> <laughs> like a small one. So he'll bring some parts next week and we're going to cut everything to size. And Yeah, to do that, I should be able to walk in my workshop or at least do a step inside the workshop. So I'm I'm spending my uh, time cleaning sure. and that sorting. overly ambitious to me. Mm. Yeah, it is. If you know the size of my workshop, it really is. <laughs> Because it also has this, all my photo stuff is there. My 3D printing stuff is scattered all around because I printed lately. And of course, I didn't clean any of it. So mm. that's all there. Yeah. So I know what I'm doing this weekend. But I, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. How about you guys? You had a guest last week. Yes, we did. I didn't Hello, listen to the podcast yet. <laughs> oh, you slacker. Yeah. yeah. No, I had Dan visiting, I guess, now two weeks ago. Help okay. me with a big market. Long story short, just to reiterate for you, they they promised like eight to ten thousand visitors. They managed three. Three is and, not a lot. Mm, that sounds it, just like my sales number for the. Well, okay, yeah, continue. <laughs> <laughs> and I had about fifty people stop by the booth because mm -hmm. Dan was very good about nagging me into. Well, nagging is an exaggeration. He mentioned it twice. And then I was like, yes, it's a fucking good idea. Now shut up, I'll do it. <laughs> to tally, to tally like the people who stopped by the booth and had a look, people I talked to, people I handed business cards to, the people who, I, who got the product catalog and things like that. And I had a total of 50 people in the booth. Nice. Some of those seemed really keen on things. And I'm hoping that I get orders, but I still haven't. And it's been two weeks. So... We will it, see. It might take longer. Yeah. I mean, there's there's one guy who contacted me the same day and said, like, you were the one most interesting person for us at mm -hmm. the whole market. That I, I've been meaning to send a few designs over just to start a conversation. Mm -hmm. But that that's it. That's like one concrete lead that reached out to me after the market. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that uh, it's not because there is a market in January that all the people are are planning to buy stuff or order stuff in January. They might as well wait till March and contact you oh, yeah, and ask absolutely. them at that time. It is just a comparison of so many other people talking about how the orders they got mm. at the market. And I'm just there still two weeks after. It's like, nope, that's still nothing. Yeah, but you're, but not, you're not doing and making the same, making and selling the same stuff as they do. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's, absolutely. he's trying to I'm... tell you to get better. <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm to, to just, I'm trying to say that it's always good to have less expectations and more hope because otherwise you might be disappointed. Like if you're doing going a market or, or that kind of exhibition that you did and expecting a bunch of orders in the following days, it might not happen, but it can still get back to you many months later and say, oh, I, I, I remember that guy that I saw in January oh, yeah. and I want to order from him because he was the most interesting guy in the room at that yeah. time. So Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still have faith something good will come of it. It is just a current comparison and mm. sort of, the 
slight bit of anxiety knowing how much money I spent going there and taking a week off to prepare things and all of it. It's mm. like it would be very nice to have some immediate money back. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, that's also a concern always. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it. I am pretty certain it's going to be fine. It's just not fully there yet. Mm. It will. It will happen. I'm sure. It yeah. Will. Yeah. Anyway, it's so far into Forge. I've been catching up of. Well, I did actually finish the one job that I was supposed to have done before Christmas. Nice. That's good. Yeah. Good. Congrats. And that's picked up. And I didn't hear any Greek fellow shout at me on the phone today. So I think everything <laughs> went well. And technically, you you still finished that in January, so you weren't that much off. <laughs> yeah, just just six weeks, eight weeks, something. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, it's time to have some downtime in the forge now to play around and have fun and make more tooling for power hammer and no 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 not tooling for the parma that's not that's not the plan you have no, to, I, to make it tools. is the plan because no, 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 i no. need tools to make the swords okay well in that case that's <laughs> in that case yeah. you'll allow it <laughs> yeah i will allow it sure yeah no no good so you have two months till the next big thing uh more or less no the next big market i'll be going to is in may okay which also, Maybe luckily, more. I was afraid that will go, that was going to be the same weekend as Maker Central, but oh, it's the no. weekend after. Okay. Good. So, luckily, I'll be able to do both and go have fun and make money, and not just yeah. one of them. Cool, cool, good. And yes, that's a, that's leading into: Are you both sure you'll make it to Maker Central? I'm not sure, but I'm I'm planning on going. Yeah, this year. Good. At the moment, it's a pretty definite. Maybe with a tendency to, unfortunately, not. <laughs> Oh fuck! Not off. what I want to hear, Jan. Yeah, I know <laughs> it's not not what I want to tell either. But why is that? Yeah, Steph has a new job, and Ooh. she changed jobs. Yeah. Well, she changed jobs last year in like the company in April. Yeah. yeah. And so she's been working at that new company, mm -hmm. and she's been doing pretty well. And she's got a job offer inside the new company, kind of like. Well, not kind of. It's a huge promotion for her. Yeah. So she decided to catch that. But that job starting in April, one month before that, means that all of our vacation plans are being put on hold at the moment. Yeah, but you don't need so her to go to Make Us Central for, for two days. She can live on her own for a weekend, maybe? No, no because like this is the thing. It's, it's not worth it for us to go just to Make Us Central for two days. That's just with the flying and the money it costs and everything. It's like, if we want to do it, we would have done like a whole week of vacation, like London or visiting people and then had to make a central and fly back. But I the way it is saying, now. It's but... Like... Yeah, but it's the same for everyone not yeah. living in, in, in the UK. I mean, even people living in the UK traveling because they are not from Birmingham, it's going to cost them money. It's going to cost us more because we come from overseas or abroad or different country or whatever you want to call oh, it. I know I've been there. I've done that, but it's yeah, getting more so, expensive every single time. Uh, yeah, sure. But it's worth it for whatever you find over there. Remember? Yeah, I'll see. I'll have to check it. Yeah, we still have Don't three worry. months to motivate we'll... you and, and convince you. And <laughs> Yeah. I, I know you. a very big man with a friendly smile and baseball bats that can show up at your door. Oh, God. I'm not, I'm not that friendly. You're not that big either. 
Depends what you call big, though. How to, well, how you're probably you big in Japan. Yeah, yeah, Wes. <laughs> how tall are you, Rez? Because uh, I, 178. I, 78, so same as yeah. me. Okay. And Jan, how, how tall are you? 184. No. <laughs> you're 84? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm also the wider tracks. than you, both of you guys combined, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but I, I, I didn't remember that you were, you, you were taller than I was when we met at Mecha Central the first year. I was kind of surprised that we we were almost the same size so i didn't notice the difference yeah but six centimeters centimeters, not yeah, not, yeah not that big of a, a difference to be noticeable probably okay good yeah how about your week red it's been we can, we can see the mess yeah it's been busy as you can probably see if we are if you are watching us on youtube you can you can see behind me and earlier on patreon <laughs> yeah a big mess behind me because i'm i'm currently doing my inventory of the everything that i have in the in the shop like hardware rivets and dies and everything for, for leather and also my pet pelt hides fur and everything because it's a bargain month everywhere so i can order new stuff for cheaper so I needed to know what I had and what I was, what I needed to to order. So I did that. I'm in the middle of it. It's almost done, but yeah, still to I still have to finish it tomorrow morning and and be done with it and and get back to work because it was kind of a slow week. I have uh, finished everything that I needed to to do for clients, and I was super happy with the result. Apparently, the the client is as well. Are nice. as well. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what what's the next step. I still have a a few projects on my list that I need to one finish and then start depending on the project. But yeah, it's, it's been a slow week of getting back into planning for the future and making plans and design on the computer and stuff like that and, and, and platform material because you do, you, I'm not sure if you know, but the, the different types type of leather react different uh, in a different way to yeah. the same product so usually when i need to use a specific leather for a project i take a small piece of it and do the test of dyes of oils of finishes and and everything so i know where i'm going and which one i'm going to use for the specific project so having a little bit of free time allows me to do those tests before the project is even started. So it, it, I save uh, time, so to speak. Question on that. Is that different from, I assume it's a bit different from species to species, but is it yeah. also different from animal to animal? Animal to animal, spe uh, species to uh, species, the way the, the leather is tan, tanned. Yeah. Okay. Or, so everything or... in the process makes it slightly different from each other. Yeah, exactly. Plus there's, there's this, tricky part of how long the leather has been stored in the in the uh, shop before yeah. you you bought it or how long i have i have been storing the the this leather because the moisture content is different so it's not going to be reacting differently to the dye and the oil but you you can manage stuff and embrace the fact that it reacts differently if you know you're going for a specific design like the thing that the, the viking leather board that i was doing for the client last week come on try um, to pronounce it please is it it for a fella with a h and a what? and and 
no. uh, consonants in the middle. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> no, it, I don't think it's a word meant to be meant to be pronounced anymore. <laughs> no, Viking leather board, Viking chess leather board is 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 fine. It's good enough. I was going for very like Viking ish look, like yeah. old and medieval, and so a lot of differences of colors in the same board. Whereas a modern chess board would be kind of the same color with with no, no very i don't want to, to to call that that defects or or flaws or anything because it's not it's really part of the design if if it's chosen by mm. by me in fact so i wanted that kind of look and that's what i got and i was very happy with the result if i had to do the same board but for a different kind of game I would use a different technique and therefore I would treat the leather differently and, and to get, in order to get an uniform color across the board. Mm. So doing those tests uh, helped me a lot to save time when I'm, when I'm doing a project. But there is always this element of surprise when you, you are working with leather. If there is a spot in the leather where the moisture or the oil content is higher than like the next spot, yeah. it's invisible when it's dry. But when you start dyeing it or working with the leather, it can appear all of a sudden and you're like, you, you have the choice to say, oh, fuck, I have to do all, it all over again or just embrace, embrace the fact that it's there and use it for your design and be happy with it. So you, mm. you, you can go both ways. But yeah, doing some tests is always helpful. So that, that's what I did this week. Oh, I forgot something. Did you see my story on what I did to my finger? No. What no. did you say your finger? Do you see that circle? Yes. Uh, what happened? Rule number one, don't put your finger in it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so the, the job I finished this week that was supposed to be done before Christmas, uh -huh. I was out of pipe parts that I welded bottles of nuts to. We talked about mm -hmm. it ages ago. Yeah. I got that finished. But a part of cleaning up all of the parts to prep it for, for the guy to paint mm -hmm. is using the rough Scotch-Brite belt on the grinder. Mm -hmm. But because everything is round, it's annoying to try to sand and make clean. Mm -hmm. So I figured, well, if I, if 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 my hands are slippery enough and I squeeze just the right way, I can push it into the belt and it will spin. No. Yes, it will. It will, but cut yeah. your finger as well if you're pushing. Uh, no, up, well, up yes, it did, but yeah. that was on the fifth one because <laughs> I was supporting it by putting my finger in the bolt at the end. And then you, I realized you were my just fingers... lucky four times. That's it. That's it. That's that. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. But it worked. But then I realized that, oh, I cut a perfectly circular scar now in the, nice. the tip of my finger. Yeah. And when I did that, I realized that, oh, I was very lucky because I didn't even start to bleed. I just got like a perfectly circular, like bit of skin loose on the fingertip. That's very nice. That's, that's perfect timing to go and record your digital prints for your new ID card. Just yeah. mess with the administration. Oh, they, they hate me from the beginning. I just, my hands are just messed up. <laughs> I just have different scars every single time to try to scan me. I was like, yeah, we, we have no idea who you are anymore. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and the next time you can say, it's like, well, please take the fingerprints now. I might not have a finger the next time I'm here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How to get away with murder. Lesson one. Burn yes. your fingerprints. What were I saying? Oh, yeah. So I took the ice pick I have forged and I shoved that in the end and used as a dowel to sort of yeah. make it spin around that. Nice. But then, of course, the other end has a big bolt on it. Yeah. And that, that also can be kind of abrasive if you're having it grind into your hand. Yeah. 
So I grabbed a bit of pipe, and then suddenly I was standing there with the dowel in one, and a bit of pipe in the other end, <laughs> like going <laughs> on the belt grinder. It was really fun, yeah. really efficient. And like it. yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it was one of, the, one of those interesting things of like, I'm trying to work through the process of cleaning this up to the quality I want, mm -hmm. applying to enough force, and doing it quickly. And then realizing that, yeah, trying to hold it securely doesn't work. But if I can control the crazy spin, Mm. And and not die, then this will be excellent. And and it works. You know what would have worked very well? A lid, middle lace. Oh, shut up! I don't have room. Yeah, you have room. You just don't want to invest in one. No, I really want to invest in one. So, <laughs> so make room. Yeah, I'll 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 just buy take that imaginary forklift I don't have and run through the wall and I told expansion. you to, I told you to buy a forklift like months ago. Yeah, you, you did. And I haven't. still don't have any I don't have a place to store it. I don't I, I You don't need a place to store it. If you have one you just break down the wall and <laughs> there it's sparked and stored. Have you heard about winter? Have you heard about Norway? Nah, it's just a it's just an idea. It's a Why all your bad what are you sending down to Europe? <laughs> I don't believe you. Oh, yeah, well, I wish I could. And mm. yes, a lathe would be excellent for this. I'm yeah. not sure it would make the whole cleanup job any quicker or easier. Yeah, it would. Why not? Well, if I were able to do all of the cleanup on the lathe without having to remount it and all of that. I mean, yes, possibly. Yeah, but... while it's running, you, you actually, <laughs> you're definitely going to kill yourself one day. <laughs> yeah, this is why I don't have a lathe, because I would die. I would send you peop uh, videos of people working in India without any kind of safety rule, making stuff with their feet, producing thousands of pipes a day, very clean stuff, and they are working with nothing, and they are they are doing just fine. So, and what's the mortality rate in India? I don't yeah. care. I don't know, but the production <laughs> rate is is through the roof. They are and they very probably good. started doing it with their hands, and now they're doing it with their feet. No, they use. Think those. about it. <laughs> <laughs> they are really good to do a lot with with very few, and so it it can be. I don't say do the same because it's going to be very dangerous and against all safety rules and regulation. Yeah. But there's some interesting ideas in what they are they are doing and how they're working. Really, I if think you that are... sounds like a very unfair comparison. Yeah, you just need to Which be brave enough. Which beautifully. Shut oh, up. Yeah. Segways beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> now you're you're just telling that you're doing a segway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep drinking so I can talk. Go for it. Well, I, I, I guess it also circles back a little bit to the whole market and the feeling of going there and sort of seeing everyone else sort of taking orders, having people order stuff right away. Mm -hmm. And then me having there, but like hardly people stopping by. But it's sort of the context of how I compare myself. It's like, yeah, I would wish I could do all of that. Like have people order shit son of stuff at this big business to business market. At the same time, I'm already have my schedule fully booked until the summer. Yeah. So any order I would have would just be even more work on top of all of this. Mm. So it's kind of nice to not have so much happening all at once, even though I still need to take the time now and produce the stock I'm going to sell, not only this uh, summer, mm. but also come autumn again. Okay, uh, hold on. So before we go into the topic... Mm -hmm. One quick question. You went to a market in order to get 
customers and orders, although you're fully booked for yeah. the half first half of the year. So what's the point going to that specific market at that time of the year to get more orders and customers if you're already booked till June? Because I'm not fully booked for the other part of the year. Yeah, and okay. But, but till then, you still have a few markets to go to. Yeah. And other ways to advertise your work and to get more clients. And there's always a constant drip of people who will just show up or phone, call me. Yeah. And just say, hey, can you do a thing? So, yeah, I, I don't understand the concept of going. There is one, obviously, there is hmm. one. I'm not saying that you, you went without reasons over there, but what's the point? This specific market, if I, if I understood you correctly, cost you a lot of money, time and, and energy. Kind of. I spent less on this one than I did last year. On, on the, the big, big market, yeah, okay. that didn't work out. <clears throat> okay, so that's good. But you still went there to the, the weekend to go, you know, to get clients that you didn't get. Wouldn't have it been like wiser or smarter or nicer to just wait and do another one in spring when the conditions were probably more favorable to you and, and to business? No, because the reason I wanted to do this market is so that I am continuously so busy that I have the possibility of saying no to okay. jobs okay, so that sense. I also can actually set the price I want and need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. That, that's the reason I needed to, uh, to understand. Yeah, no, and it's, okay. and it's a very, very fair question, but I don't want to be complacent. I don't yeah. want to slow down so much that I suddenly stand here and don't make money at all, which mm -hmm. is a really scary thought. Yeah. So I try to be, be ahead of that. I try to get out there and do the things before I need to, so that when I need to do them, it's halfway done. It's, it's, it is something I can just phone sure, up sure. and get done or sure. have there. Okay. And when it comes to something like this, I know that showing up to complete a new market, I will do poorly because mm -hmm. people who are used to showing up here either don't know me, don't know mm -hmm. what I'm doing, or don't know how to categorize me, especially in a business-to-business -business market where yeah. the whole concept, for the most part, is wholesale. Yeah. Like, there, 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 I think there was a couple of other people who more or less produced things in-house that they were trying to sell. Mm -hmm. One was a goldsmith. Mm -hmm. It's a really big, posh one in, like, dead center in Oslo, like, on Main Street. Okay. There's and there was two or three chocolate companies that seemed like they might be doing some things in-house. Okay. That's it. That's what I saw, and that seemed like and sounded like they were doing things in-house. And me, everybody else is doing production abroad, overseas, mm -hmm. somewhere very cheap, and shipping things in. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and and considering that as well. You have the fact that I'm doing something that no one else is doing in Norway. Sure. Doing large-scale production of handcrafted items in steel. Mm. Plus, I, if I remember correctly, you mentioned the fact that you have to go to a, a specific market at least a few times in order to get recognized and, and get yes. the, the ball rolling and, and get customers and orders. So yeah. it and makes sense to go for the first time, even though you don't have big expectation. Uh, and anyways. It's precisely. In addition to that, this was local to me here in Oslo. Mm. The only quote-unquote real cost I had was the time off, 
the time of the prepare, the time of the be there, yeah, and the cost of the booth itself. Okay. And okay. that's something I saw that I had the budget for that I could spend this money now and not have a single thing come back in return. Mm -hmm. But it would hopefully make next year's market, if I decide to go to it, better. If and all the other markets, normal markets, I would show up to, mm -hmm. because I would, with the help of Dan, upgrade my booth, find better ways of displaying things. Okay, okay. So I found rebuilding for... the whole booth and all of it. No, no, no it's good. Okay. It's good. Yeah. So back to the topic. What was it? Said, say, do your segue again because it was so <laughs> something, something com com comparisons. Yeah. Okay. Jan, uh, any thoughts? Comparisons. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let, let me let me finish off what I thought I had. Because me showing up there, uh, showing up at this market, and it is the first time I'm trying to do this market. It's like, yes, I have done markets pretty frequently for the last six, eight years, something. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing blacksmithing 10 years production. Like there's, but there's no correlation between those directly to this kind of market. Mm -hmm. Because the target audience is not the person who is going to use it. It is someone who wants to fill a space in a shop because they think the clients and the customers show coming in will like it yeah. so that they will make money off of it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It is a whole different kind of thinking about it. So mm -hmm. me showing up there, like, it took me a couple of people before I figured out, quote unquote, the language they talk so that I can start to build a relationship with them, start to figure out like what kind of things that I produce or possibly could produce would look good would be what they want but it's different it's it's kind of my logical brain can think that and then also be a bit anxious of seeing other people and doing things but not fully be able to comprehend the fact that no but they have been coming to this market some of them for 15 years so of course they have regulars coming up and just looking at the new things and saying excellent we'll take however many stupid numbers of those things mm. right but in the context of time spent like there's there's no good comparison to make there, there is no comparison between what i do and what they do well if there is one is just the fact that you want to sell stuff to to people who want to sell your stuff and then and, i would need and... to talk to other people who are there for the first time or maybe yeah. the second time but when it comes to comparison it's very it's very difficult to set some kind of rule or even though if he, now you're talking about business, but you could also be comparing yourself and the way you work to other blacksmiths or compare yourself to other artists, as we were saying before the recording, or comparing yourself to other just guys or makers. And even though people tend to say on the social, oh, don't compare yourself to other people. Yeah, but, but no. No, I think comparisons are can be a good thing yeah but i think it needs to be done in the right context that's yeah, sort of exactly my thinking at the moment yeah so how how would you compare yourself to other people in a good way first of all first of all i think it's important to tell why it's a good thing to compare yourself to other people yourself or the stuff that you make on both parts for me it's a good thing to compare myself to others mostly because i want to be better and do better. And if I just live inside my own little bubble, I have no idea what's going on in the real world and what other people are doing that is good and mm -hmm. what other people like that is good. Mm -hmm. 
if I yeah. jump in there. I completely agree with you, Russ, because business-wise, there's usually two things. Either you can compare yourself to others, and this is usually to find your weaknesses or your benefits like for other companies or like for other people selling the same stuff or at least similar ones. And then there's stuff you can compare yourself to other ones. And that's what I usually find the more interesting stuff because that means you have something that no one else has that no one can compare to, which is either really good or really bad because nobody needs it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, that, there's, there's the old saying of selling sand in Sahara or mm -hmm. ice to the Inuits or something. Like, mm -hmm. why would you try to do that? Because they already have it. But then they also have the, comp com the, the comparison of like, if you've got good marketing, you can fucking sell whatever you want. Yep. So if you repackage it in a nice way, there's people get the feeling they need it. Yeah. It's like, no, no, this is, I'm selling sand from the Gobi Desert in Sahara. It mm -hmm. is special desert. It has traveled very far. Yeah, it's special sand. Yeah. It's more sandy. <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. That's true. I, I, I don't really understand. Don't compare yourself to others. I, I understand why it's been said. I understand that it's often a way to reassure people that they, are, they don't suck. They are not bad or whatever, which is true. Nobody sucks uh, until they, they really do. What I, what I mean is if you are comparing your, your work to other people, you will see the flow in your work and the good qualities of other people's work. And you say, I'm not there yet. I'm not good enough. But that can be a very good motivation. The, I think that the only thing that you can't compare yourself to other people is the only thing that you can compare between two people like mm -hmm. in the socials is the way that you are appreciated. If you see someone with a lot of subscribers, a lot of comments, it's maybe because their personality is more engaging and they, they, are, they, they appear more friendly than you are, than you appear on the socials and therefore people are, are, are more inclined to comment and to say something and to like the video or whatever. doesn't mean that the work is better than yours. It's just different and different yeah. is good because as you said, it's a good way to motivate yourself to do better, to reach your limits, to go beyond your limits and to try new stuff, experiment new stuff, discover new technique, learn more. If it's always in the direction you're going to, if it's something that is way heavily on your shoulders, like, eh, I suck, I need to, to do better. Comparison is not a good thing for you. But if it's motivational, if it's inspirational, and it brings something new to the way you see things, and it helps you improve your work or who you are. That's always a good thing. Yeah. So the, the that's why I don't get like the don't compare yourself to others. Okay, maybe don't compare the success that you have right now to other people's success. That's a valid point because I think pe people misunderstand comp like the comparison part. Yeah. They think if yeah. they compare, they have to change into something. <clears throat> But it's they don't like, necessarily it's that, have to change. Yeah, but this, this is the, the what a lot of people say, oh, I'm so shitty, like I can't do that. Like, this is basically them not just comparing their work, but also having the feeling that they have to live up to something. 
you were talking about social media, for example, or you can take a YouTuber that's really successful and compare him to, or like compare yourself to him, but like mm -hmm. see what he's doing. Like, what are you doing the same? What is different? And then just pull it together. And then you can see some parts that might be the reason why he is more successful with it. Might. That doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you have to change yourself and copy the person. And I yeah. think often if people start comparing themselves, they automatically, if they identify something as better, try to take this over, even if it's not their style. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and two things. What's stunning to me is that when people compare their, themselves to other people, they tend to look up. They never look down. They never compare yeah. themselves to people who are less good than they are to whatever it is can be the craft, can be whatever. So if you are really doing the work of comparing yourself to other people, look up, but look down as well. And you, you will be able to, to see where you are at on the scale of goodness, if that makes sense. But something very interesting that, that Raz said just before the recording is the, the time invested in the thing and this I'm ratio. Just going to into that. Just stealing yeah, that, it. No, I'm introducing you and your thought. <laughs> can, can you please develop, Raz? Yeah, so actually See? something See I, I had. I did it like Thank very you. Very, well. very smooth. Yeah. Very no, elegant. So, well, Nobody's going to notice. That's a fucking no, thing. No one. Yeah. So what Raz was like actually trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Something I actually had to look up just now is us two red and our YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And both of us started to put up a fair bit of videos on YouTube about seven years ago mm -hmm. about making. Yeah. I have not even a thousand subscribers. You have 75,000. Yeah. We have been doing it for the quote unquote the same amount of time, but the actual time invested into making YouTube a thing for us is very different. Absolutely. Yeah. You are putting a fuck ton of effort over yeah. those seven years, especially maybe not so much the last two years. Yeah. Maybe because the podcast is stealing all your energy like a all of it. Motivational vampire or something. All, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but I have not. Like I have I have produced a few kind of good YouTube videos that has not done really well. Hmm. And I've produced a lot of really bad YouTube videos that has not done that well at all. Yeah, but again, if you compare us two, like the time time invested was obviously bigger, longer for me compared yeah. to you. But you were also busy in your production work, making money and selling your stuff, which I so, I wasn't at the time. Yeah. And if you go full scale in the comparison, the amount of time that I spent making my videos, doing the, trying to develop my channel is peanuts compared to other guys that are working 16 hours a day on their channel and I've reached now a million subscribers. And again, it's still in the field of making stuff. And if you compare yourself like fully to people just playing the YouTube game, there's this guy that my son is watching, is watching his videos. The guy is just talking about video games and, and cute or surprising, amazing or shitty video that is seen on YouTube. So it's just like him reacting to videos that he's watching. And the guy I, I would not... say he's just regurgitating yeah. content. Yeah, so it's it's kind of... I, I, I see that as kind of unfair because you are on, you're not producing 
cheat. Like you're using other people's work to produce something that is very cheap, very quickly done, and yet is making a lot of money of it, getting a lot of subscribers from it, and it helps the, the other part of his work, which is him playing video games and, and talking about games or, or whatever. Yeah, and he can't be that bad because he, if he would suck, nobody would watch him. Yeah, exactly. So he's so, telling, well, he basically the content is not what he's talking about, but himself. He must be entertaining yeah, yeah. or in a certain way or provocative or so some, something is yeah. catching the audience. So he's basically marketing himself. Absolutely. Basically everybody on YouTube does, but some of them do their work and some of them do their personality. Yeah, and, and that's a part of the thing, the, the game that I didn't understood very well at first and was not interesting in, and I'm still wor not working with it. So now when I'm making a video, yeah, I, I take time to make the video and to edit the video, but I'm not playing that part of the game of putting myself out there, you mean? No, not out there, but because I'm I'm there, I'm I'm talking, I'm showing myself, but I'm not the most important thing in the video. I don't mm. consider myself being the most important thing in the video, whereas this guy is now at four or five million subscribers. And yes, you watch his video for him because that's what you want to see. You don't want to see the game that he's playing because you know the game. You don't want to see the videos that he's reacting to because you know the videos. You have probably have seen them on different on a different platform. But what you are watching is that guy playing or reacting. And therefore, the time that he's spending in a day making those videos, researching, doing it all over again because his reaction was not the, the right one, the, the acting that he's putting in his video is not right, all the editing and everything, it's a, it's a full-time job. I understand that. Even though that's not something that I really enjoy watching, if you are really comparing yourself to the people successful on YouTube, you have to take those guy in, guys into consideration. How long are you, how, how long in a day, how many hours in a day are you giving to YouTube to be successful on YouTube? Yeah. It's 30 minutes a day. It's not going to do the trick. If it's eight hours and after eight hours a day for 10 years, you're still not successful, depending on, on the scale of what you call successful. Yeah, maybe you're doing it wrong. But yeah. you also have to consider the people who have been doing that for that many years that many hours just like you and us have less subscribers and are less successful if you are comparing yourself up compare also yourself down like look yeah. both ways mm. I don't, I'm, I'm not saying you have to be happy with what you have but i don't think it's really a big deal to be able to, to compare yourself to other people it doesn't bring much to you no, unless well, it's motivation and the will to to go above I think and it, beyond i think it always needs to be put into context yeah like 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 you're saying it 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 doesn't matter what other people are doing if you don't know the context what they are doing it in. like Good question I, then if mm -hmm. I, if i may yeah and raz mm -hmm. do you compare yourself to other people yeah if yes when and why and what does it brings to you what does it give you to do so it, it for me i i do it all the time but i try to do it in limited ways and with that bit of context okay like i i have friends in the blacksmith community that are 
incredibly good blacksmiths at certain things mm-hmm. and it's it it helps me and my self esteem to remember that no they are really fucking good at these things mm-hmm. but i know they struggled with these other things sort of to remember that they are human too and can't do everything perfectly but you know them they are friends so you know them and therefore you see both ways you see what they are good at and what they uh, kind of quote unquote sucks I mean, at th- that's that's the example i'm taking now but like in general and and it goes like the youtube thing as well like i can look at other people and see what they've been doing on youtube and how well they've been doing mm-hmm. and i can think well i guess i could do that too if i spent at least as much time dedicated to making youtube a thing for me yeah. as they've done yeah if i think i have half the talent quote unquote that they have my thinking is okay i'll have to spend twice as much time twice as much effort mm-hmm. into getting equally good at it so to speak yeah absolutely the, the, the only thing that i i wanted to react to mm-hmm. was you said your friend those blacksmiths are your friend so you can see what they are really good at and what they suck at but in the socials when you compare yourself to someone on youtube on tiktok instagram someone that you don't know personally you only see the good side don't you there is plenty of leather worker who are incredibly talented and what and if i compare my work to them i'm like fuck i really suck at what i am doing even though it's my it, it's my job and i spend a lot of time doing it i really suck but they don't show what they suck at themselves well yeah that is a very good point and i think that's more of i'm not really interested personally in comparing myself to things i am not considering doing or putting effort in yeah yeah sure like i don't compare my life to some hollywood actor's life no mm-hmm. comparison it's a basis yeah so, uh, and it, it it doesn't do anything to for me to look at someone really famous and think and think about only the good parts of that life i would like to have that doesn't work because like if is i there? wanted there no no is I mean, there a the, part that you would like to have let me finish yeah because if i am to be envious of their life it should be for their entire life everything yeah. they've gone through everything they have everything yeah. they struggle with is the good and basic. bad yeah 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 whereas the easy thing like you say is you just see the high light reel you only see the thing that people want to talk about and show off and be proud of mm. and not all the ugly shit in the back sure. but it is always there the same sort of for my life and what i'm showing off on instagram is like yeah there's shit behind the scenes mm. i don't talk about all of them on instagram a lot more of them pretty much all of it here on the podcast mm. but if you only look on one platform and just that one thing that shows up and you think oh fuck i want that car i want that life mm. then that doesn't work at least not in my mind no you're right because i i, I can't yeah. compartmentalize all of that yeah i agree it, with you it it's just it's, it, in my mind it's like a, or everything or nothing mm. and i don't want all of their shit i have enough of my own yeah yeah and what do you do do you compare yourself to people yeah it work wise especially at exhibitions i like to see how other people and booths like interact with customers mm-hmm. 
but that's more for me because I'm just interested in it. And then I compare myself. Okay, it's like because you can when you're outside and you're not the one talking to the customers, you can clearly see like what is the customer interested in. Yeah. Or how does he perceive the conversation with the guy? Mm -hmm. And I like to compare my style to the ones of another one. I'm not talking about my colleagues. I'm really talking about just random guys at other booths. Yeah. And I learned a lot from that. This is mainly why I do it. But I can also see, sometimes I see stuff where I compare myself to see I do the same thing the guy does, but the reaction of the customer is not that good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, hmm, why is that? And I try to analyze. So this is this is some of the stuff that where I compare myself to. Other than that, no. I mean, when I started with YouTube in the beginning, I I couldn't say I wouldn't say compare. I didn't compare myself, but of course I copied a lot of styles of other YouTubers because I enjoyed it, and then I wanted to do it. My goal was never to completely copy a style and go with it, but just to try that style to see if I like it, and then maybe like. I wanted to do my own thing, so yeah. go from there. So there's a that, that's why I said there's comparison is needed in order to see what you can make do difference or find what is different about their style than yours, and mm. then find for yourself if you want to go with that style or not. And a lot yeah. of YouTubers are just like I'm not that ultra high energy guy because that's what's one of the things that's successful in YouTube is like that energy bursting and here do this, that. And I always feel like it looks like an American commercial. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, that's not me. This is not what, what I want to be. And I make that decision to not be that person. Yeah. So yeah, that's, it's kind of difficult. So I, I would say there is some kind of comparison, but I wouldn't say that I'm following hmm. that lead or like going into it. Do you find yourself kind of depressed or motivated once you have compared yourself to someone else? Uh, it can be for work or, or YouTube or making or whatever, but is that beneficial to you or is that det detrimental? It's, I definitely feel positive if I learn something from it that I can take for myself. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I don't think I ever felt depressed by comparing myself to someone and I more seeing it from an analytical side. Mm -hmm. So taking the example of being in an exhibition and watching someone else interacting with customers, I see yeah. that as part of my work. Like this is part of my growth of as a, a sales engineer. So from I, I kind of I'm not emotionless, but it doesn't like do anything for me. Yeah. It's really you're, just part of the job. You're tr you're sort of distancing your personal self from the technical side of it. Yeah, of course. There's some like there's some guys that are also in exhibitions that are those high energy sales guys. Yeah. And I know I don't need to compare myself to them because that's not me. Mm. I come yeah. from a technical side and mm. I'm not never gonna be that person that bursts in and just like I don't know, rips one joke after another. This is I don't know, yeah. that's just not my style. I think that's a really healthy way of seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I've I've seen people trying to take somebody else's style of sales and it mm. seldom works out because in that yeah. case it works how to say it, it it kind of feels like it's a copycat or no it's just not sincere oh yeah yeah, yeah. and this is like the worst thing you convey to you can convey to a customer if you're not sincere and especially if you can't back it not, not only a customer but also a viewer if you get 
try to fake being super yeah. energetic on a video, YouTube video, it's going to show. You can be in a good mood and, and, and be more energetic than in other videos of yours. Mm -hmm. But if you are trying to fake the, yeah, this, this kind of, of style that you see a lot of in, in, in the, on TV, American TV, especially of people just jumping around and being all, all smile and shouting, ah, it's going to be fantastic. If it's not you, it's not you. I can't mm -hmm. resign myself to do that kind of videos because it's not me. And it feels so fake. In so many ways, when I watch people of videos of people doing that, I don't, especially when I know, I know the, the people I've met them or seen them, it's like, it, it's, it's not who he is. It's not, it's, it's most of the time, the guy that I know is, is really quiet, but when he's filming a video, he's suddenly super energetic and super chatty. I understand that's the YouTube game. No problem with that. And he's playing the game well enough to mm -hmm. be successful successful no problem with that but trying to, thinking that this person is always like this is not being just like it's not logical doesn't make sense there's i don't know anyone who's all the time jumping around and shouting and being super friendly with everyone doesn't make I, sense i agree to probably 90 percent with that but I completely understand if people are like, not to contradict myself, but if people act a little bit different in front of the camera, mm -hmm. because I, you need to keep a certain amount of pace if you want to explain something. Yeah, no, sure, yeah. If I would send in, it's like, well, and the next thing I'm going to do is I believe I should, like that's no, not no, going to yeah, work. Sure. People are going to fall asleep yeah. in front of it. So there's kind of like a scripting and you know, you go through the steps like explaining, but it's the same if I do a, so when I worked as a servant engineer and I did the training, that's mm. the same. This is this rhetorical. Like you, you learn how your pace, and you have to motivate the people around it. So you yeah, have to yeah. put a certain. As long as you don't overdo it, and then there's always that case of too much. <laughs> that always yeah. goes. I, I would I would argue though, that there are a big difference between being good and bad in front of camera, mm. versus having high energy or a calm energy, like being energetic or calming in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. Like yes. you can be good and you can be high energy or you could be calming and soothing. Yeah. You don't need to, you don't need to deliver really high energy and a fast pace for, for you to be good on camera. Makes yeah, sense? Exactly. Ex but, uh -huh. but that's my point. Exactly. Thanks for putting that into world. Yeah. I don't believe that those people who are exactly what you said all the time, first of all, like that all the time, especially behind the camera. And of, of, I, I, to me, it's just fake. And I don't like being lied to. So that kind of videos or people, and I don't feel the sincerity behind it, I tend to stop watching. It's it's very personal. I'm I'm not recommending anyone to stop watching that kind of videos. If it's your jam, no problem. It's just not mine because I don't feel the sincerity, and I I don't want that YouTube. I don't want YouTube to become TV. And mm. when I, I I see those people, it it makes me think that they are not they are faking, and they are they are they are playing TV. And the point of YouTube is to be different from TV. To me, at yeah. least, that's what I watch. That's why I watch. I want to be, to have a connection 
be be closer to the creator and and not be what watching a TV show. Mm-hmm. There's enough of, of those for me to be happy in life if I like that. YouTube is something different to me. So I I want not that I want, but I need it to be more sincere and in a smaller scale. And therefore, in order to, for me to watch the video to seduce me enough, so I watch your video. You don't have to be super energetic all the time. You can just be have good energy and be calming and be sincere, and that's more than than enough, more than I ask for. Mm-hmm. So the comparison with other people is bothers me a little bit because you can have your own style and still be successful and be successful enough for you to be happy. Successful is, doesn't mean that you have to to have millions of subscribers. If the ratio of what you expect from YouTube, the time that you invest in it, and what you with what you get from YouTube, the amount of subscribers or the feedback or the comments or whatever, if it's good enough for you, that's fine. That's perfect. If that makes you happy, that's great. So there is no need for comparison with bigger channel or smaller channels. See, see what I mean? Yeah, I think so. And that, that applies kind of... to everything. Yeah, but yes. But doesn't that also kind of mean that you need to know what your goal is no. before you start comparing yourself no. to other people? No. No? No, because it's just general feeling. Like, last week, last week I told you about, about me playing Fortnite with my, my son. And yeah. his mm-hmm. friends. Okay. They are they are ten. They are nine years old, ten years old. They are fucking great at Fortnite. They are they are good. Okay. When I started last week, I it I never played the game. So I I, I was really bad. Okay. Unable to build anything, unable to give a headshot. I was dead at the very beginning of the game, unless they we were doing a, a four player thing anyway i was really shit i'm i'm 47 there are 10 i have a whole life of video game history and back history and background mm. there are only 10 yeah they have played probably three four games in their life fortnite being one and after that maybe super mario or whatever yeah. minecraft for sure but so it we we are very different i didn't go play with those kids saying yeah i'm good i've, I've played so many video games that uh, i'm gonna show them <laughs> i told you i it, it yeah. teaches you humility because those guys are very young but they are very good but again i don't compare myself to them and and get depressed because i've, I've been I, I got my my ass kicked by 10 years old kids yeah, but, but, but that that don't even know Pythagoras theorem <laughs> spell difficult words words in French, okay? But, but okay, Could, isn't that though because your goal is not to be better than them? But no, it is my are... goal. It's definitely my goal. I'm going to kick that. <laughs> that's I'm so mad. Just... <laughs> <laughs> crummy old French guy destroys nine so That's old. why you're not working. You're just practicing your Fortnite. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, but, no, no, but if, if I may continue, like, yeah, all of those kids are probably comparing themselves to each other. Mm-hmm. And because they all yes. are competing in the same context. Yes, yes, yes. They have no, the same no. origin point in gaming, so to speak. Yeah. The same experience to build upon. Yeah. So 
when they look at each other, especially now in the beginning, mm. I would imagine that it's a lot easier for one of them to be really frustrated when they are not as good as the rest. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're 100% right. That, and, that's kind and, of the context and the goal I was talking about. That yeah, they, are, they have the same starting point and they want the same thing. They want to beat the, their, their friend's ass, right? Yeah, and that's why as a parent, you have to be there sometimes to tell your son, it doesn't matter if he, he has a higher level than you or more skins or more weapon or whatever. Yeah. He, he, you will get there. He has played two years more than you have. He, yeah. He's spending his whole weekend on the game and you are not. So if you keep that in mind and, and see the result um, as a whole, as you said, again, taking into consideration the time involved and the uh, energy that you put on and your goal, your personal goal towards the game or the making or YouTube or yourselves or whatever, comparison is, is not a bad thing because it can be a motivation, but it's not, it's not necessarily, a, uh, it's not a good or a bad thing. It happens if you have something to gain from it. I'd start to think that motivation is the wrong word here. Why is that? So it can be motivating to look how good other people can be. Mm -hmm. But I think it's more of, at least for me, just showing what is possible. Like how good can you get if you invest the time in it? What you possibly could achieve if you invest the time in it. It can motivate you to take that action. Mm -hmm. But do you see where I'm, where, where I'm trying yeah, to yeah, yeah. get at? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And, and is this, a, this sounds a bit like a conversation you've had with your kid. Mm. Yeah. And okay. have you also had the, the way I recall it anyway, your kid has been doing a lot of different sports. Yeah. Is that a comparison you've tossed into that mix and saying like, yeah, they are not doing any of that, but you are, you are better than them at Obviously. these things that you have practiced. Yeah, that's that's exactly that's the conversation we had we had last week, and yeah. um, I had to tell my son, yeah, okay, you're not as good as you are as your friends are at Fortnite, but they are not doing, they are not practicing judo, they are not going to ski lessons on on Wednesday afternoon. You, they are not doing this, they are not doing that. They don't speak Japanese. They are, they don't know anything about space and whatever all the good yeah. thing that yeah. he likes in his life just to show him that he has put time in other stuff that will benefit him in the long run and in five years time fortnite will be probably dead or forgotten so he, but now at the moment is very important for him so mm -hmm. i can't just tell him yeah, I don't care. It's just a game and Fortnite because it's important to him. It it has it has a real meaning and a true value for him in his life. And now, no game is just a game. Yeah, and no game is just a game. You learn a lot, uh, a lot from mm -hmm. it. But again, my my son has this incredible understanding for his age. That yeah, okay, I I gain something. It's it's painful because I'm not as good as my friends, but I know other stuff and I do other stuff. So overall, it's okay. And I will get better. He still has this thing of yeah. I will get better. My personal goal at Fortnite is to kick those guys in the butt <laughs> very, very quickly to show that. No, I'm just kidding. It's just fun to play. No, you're them. not. No, no, I, I, I cannot. Um, 
I, we did we did before dinner we did a run just my son and I not with the the friends mm. and we 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 won the party we went Ooh. top one and I I make the I made the the decisive shot the headshot at the end for mm. the last guy in front of us nice so we won the my son was the had the crown so he was happy and and we finished on that so after kind of a week of playing with him I I became good enough to be helpful for him to win and and progress mm. so personally that's a win i don't need yeah. to be better than that and if you go back to making and to your work my goal is again to be good enough to have clients that appreciate my work and i don't need to be as good as the guy that has that many subscribers on YouTube or that many followers on Instagram and that everybody says, oh, the guy is so good. Yeah, the guy is so good because when I see their work, I'm like, oh, the guy is so good. And it's, it's I, I understand what you said about motivation. It's not a motivation. It can be just the, the, the thing, the, the trigger that gives you the, the energy to try to do better, to, to do your best. Doesn't mean that you have to copy him, their work. Doesn't matter. Doesn't work like that. It just may be the, the spark that will push you towards improving your own work and your own goals. Hmm. Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm tired. Too much Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jan, what do you think? We, we've been rambling on for a little bit. I, I think it's really difficult just by by comparison haha ha. yeah no i think comparing like when it comes down to our bottom line is comparing is not well, no i would go further i would say it's a good thing i wanted to say it's not a bad thing but no it's actually a good thing it's just what you do with the information or with the data of comparison what you do with it what it comes yeah. down to like how you go from there yeah and i think that should be something to focus on Yes. Well done. Very nice. Perfect with Rasmus sipping his tea at the same moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I go first? So I was just talking about someone that I'm, I really appreciate the work of, or I'm just like, yeah, that's really cool. And I want to be able to do that. It's not that I'm not, but I didn't take the time to be as good as they are maybe because reasons. Anyway. That person I'm referring, that I'm talking about is called Feral Workshop on TikTok, probably on different platform, platform as well. If I remember correctly, it's a young lady doing leather work. And that's exactly, exactly the kind of stuff that I'm aiming to do. And I've always been aiming to do leather armors and costumes and very cool stuff. I discovered her work on TikTok because she, if I remember correctly, she made a version of the armor that I'm working on at the moment. So I'm not going to say... secret armor. The secret armor. I'm not going to say too much about it because I don't want to. Maybe um, we can say something about it on patreon.com slash two-thirds focused. Well done. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, very, very cool work. It's many costumes and and Eric fantasy style and stuff like that. There's also a little bit of, of, of leather 
involved, sometimes a lot of leather involved. So if you like that kind of world, costume and spirit because of, I don't know, movie, video games, TV shows or whatever, go go see what she's doing. Fair workshop on TikTok and probably on different other platforms, I hope. I've nice. been scrolling a little bit and there's a lot of really amazing stuff. Yep. So any cosplay adjacent, adjacent people would probably love this, I think. Mm. Yep. Jan, you want to go next? Yeah, I'm still very much in the whole photography thing. So for me, it's this week, well, what I was able to watch in the evening at the hotel, to landscape and nature photographers. Mm-hmm which okay. I'm really going down a rabbit hole at the moment. One of them I already focused before, my focus was on before, it's uh, Thomas Heaton. Mm-hmm. Because he is in Mongolia at the moment, or at least judging by the videos, he might be already back. And he's shooting snow leopards. Oh. Making pictures of shooting snow leopards doesn't sound too good. Uh, but yeah. And it's incredible. Because he's there for one reason for the snow leopards, but for the other one for the landscape. And it looks phenomenal. Like the tundra in Mongolia is just, ah, I want to go there now. (laughs) And the other one is called Morton Hilmer. Mm -hmm. And he's also something. Excuse me? Sorry. No, go on. I just thought it was someone you had mentioned before, but probably not, actually. I I hope not. I might have. Oh my God, I don't even remember. But Morten Hilmer is a also a photographer and he's Danish. And the video I especially like is the one where he went to Norway. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if I maybe mentioned him before on the podcast. It might be a second focus on him. No, but... I think it was a different Danish guy. Okay. Some street photography Danish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. No, not him. Yeah. No, yeah. Morten Hilmer is a nature photography through and mm. through. And uh, yeah, also really entertainment to watch. Watch, I'm watching a lot of his videos lately. So highly recommend that. Cool. Yeah, Ras, how about uh, what? What about you? To everybody's surprise, I have a podcast. Oh, oh, what went wrong? And I'm just blanking on who recommended this to me. Okay. So I apologize, but it's a really good recommendations that I got, and I'm now passing it on. It is a movie podcast that covers what went wrong during production of your favorite movies. Nice. And it oh. is made by two people who are working in and or really adjacent to the movie industry in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That sounds like fun. And so the focus isn't really on what went, what went wrong. It is just that in every single production, shit goes wrong. And it's always a probably miracle when a movie comes out, and even more so when it is good. Oh, yeah. Especially lately. Especially lately. They, so it's it's more of sort of a story of the movie, how it came to be, who wrote the script, whose passion project was it, and then they go into what went wrong, what's, what's the hiccup, what was the spontaneous things they had to adapt for that sometimes went really well and made the movie better and all of the stories around it and i've really been really been enjoying it i would possibly if you are into lord of the rings i would recommend that you start with the three-part series on the lord of the rings 
because that's so much good information. It's so fun. And there's a lot of things there that I thought I knew a shit ton about the Lord of the Rings and production and everything. There was a lot in here that I had never heard about before. Okay, cool. And they are doing some proper good research on it. Aside from that, scroll back just through the list and pick your favorite movies and start listening to that. Okay. The Lord of the Rings was good. The Princess Bride was good. The Galaxy Quest was really good. And Mad Max episodes were really good. That's sort of the most recent ones that I've listened to and I really enjoyed. But I'm I've continuously just going further and further back through the catalog and downloading episodes about hilarious movies. Is that a refocus? I, I think you mentioned... No. No? It's the first time you mentioned it. What was the name of it? Okay. What went wrong? What went wrong? Okay. In all caps, because it's scary and panicking in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Nice. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Talking about Hollywood, scary and everything, there's a movie that I saw this week uh, called Sisu. Okay. It's a story of a Finnish guy at the end of World War II. Oh, the, is that? No, Just it's not. It's not, it's not a winter warrior. It's kind of. It's not a winter war battle sniper story. No, no, no. That's not that one. But it, it, that 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 one is good as well. Uh, no, it's just the story of a guy who's just trying to find gold, and he discovers a bunch of gold, gold, and some Nazi Nazi troop are going back to Germany. And and try to steal his gold, and now he's pissed, and he's gonna kill everyone. <laughs> and it's a very fun movie. It's like above and beyond everything that's being done in the violent genre of movies. It's kind of ridiculous, but it's it's fun, ridiculous. So if you like that kind of movies, yeah, go watch Sisu. It's 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 kind of a fun one. Okay. Okay. So I guess great. I'll have to do that. Yeah. Any last little tiddly bits? No, that was mine. Nothing, Jan? No. Then if you want to harass Jan for and make sure he comes to Maker Central, you can do that collectively through two-thirds focused <laughs> on all of the mostly social places and especially two-thirds focused on Patreon. That nearly went backwards, but okay, that one. And you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and lewinsmeer.no. And you can find me at the Red Smith or Red Smith everywhere on the internet, more specifically at theredsmith.com. And you can find me at Jan Underland Maxwell or Northern Vendor on YouTube and Insta. Nice. Wonderful. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And thank you. Have a good week. Bye bye.